Hey there, and welcome back to the second season of the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. We have some amazing interviews for you this spring. First of all, we talk about how to align with the seasons of the moon. We also touch in on maternal mental health and finding your purpose and passion inside and outside of motherhood. Remember to subscribe and send the podcast to your friend who might benefit from it. We all could use a little more empowerment these days. See you inside the episode. Hello and welcome to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Bridges, and here on this show, we dive deep into all things mothering, sistering, and humaning. Because the roles that you play are something you learned, not who you are. Let's begin. So if you know me at all, you know that I only bring on exceptional guests to the show. And today's guest is no exception. April and I met years ago at a yoga studio. And I became an instant fangirl of her work. Cycles are something that have been so inspiring me throughout the last few years. I am currently in a spring season in my work and a summer season in my marriage. And all of these different cycles and seasons are kind of swirling around me. And so as I talked about these things with April, I just began to realize how important it is for us to recognize that we have nature living in us. It's not just outside of our window or passing us by as we walk down the path. It's literally living inside of us. These cycles are moving through our bodies right now. So listen in as April and I talk about how we can allow the moon to impact our calendars. Hello and welcome back to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel. And today I'm so excited to welcome on April McMurtry. Welcome, April. Hi, Isabel. Thanks for Hi. having me. So April and I have been having a conversation before we hit record and we're just like, stop everything. We have to make sure that we record this because it's so juicy. So I know that you are going to get so much out of it. If you want to grab a notebook or a journal so you can take some notes, I highly recommend. And before we dive in, April, I would love for you to introduce yourself to our listeners. Let them know a little bit about your work where you find yourself on this motherhood path. And then I'd love to hear your thoughts on empowerment and what empowerment means to you. Mm -hmm. So I, um, I now have a teenager and a 10 year old. Um, and just as we were talking to and reflecting on all of the phases of motherhood, there are so many phases. And so I love that today we're going to talk about the moon and the phases of the moon, the cycles, and how that connects us with seasons and change, which is constant. Um, I came to the work and I I started the moon as my calendar. Um, and before it had a name, before it was like, it wasn't a, an idea for a business. It was, 
I want a journal, a place that that is a circular calendar where I can connect with the moon cycle and connect with my own inner experience. Like what is going on? Motherhood is such an initiation. And without being raised in a society that has like built-in support for that initiation, it's like the feeling of I had was my life turned upside down, inside out. My identity was like, who even am I? Um, And so something about connecting with the moon helped to just bring me back to myself, Mm -hmm. um, to see a new phase as something that was unfolding and unknown. Um, And really it came from just being in a position of being completely burned out, Mm -hmm. (laughs) thinking I could do it all. And after having my second child and I was teaching art and Spanish and consulting and doing like facilitating mother-daughter workshops, all like a lot. And in my mind, I could do it all. I think because it's been, that's the kind of programming is that, oh, just add on one more thing. And it's not a big deal. It was a big deal and I could not go on. So really, I almost feel like the moon came in to like, save me, (laughs) rescue me from myself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, what I'm describing, and I think what a, what many of us are raised with is this very solar orientation of like, go on, perform, produce, and just always be in that mode, which does not honor the lunar side, which is that more inward, receptive, resting, digesting, the whole waning half of the cycle, and the, just like the waning half of the seasons of the year, mm-hmm. for it to be a whole cycle it has to have both so i was living in the mode of just the solar mode um and i think probably your listeners many can relate to that and maybe can even point to a a a moment or a time period of like that just breaking down and not being sustainable i love what you're saying so much because the solar cycle is you know like the circadian rhythm it's real Mm-hmm. And it lives in our bodies, and it's quite a masculine cycle. And we all have that in us, no matter what gender we are. And yet this other moon cycle, which mm-hmm. is, you know, a totally different cycle, lives in us as well. And we're, we've kind of been denying that part of ourselves. Yeah, it's it's woven in there, you know, and I think that that's it's like the solar year is this larger container and it connects with the harvest cycle and the fruition cycle of, of seeds coming into bloom and just the, the whole year and, and really honoring what the sun and that kind of energy um, brings to our life, to our planet, to our existence. And yet that moon, because there's part of the mystery and part of the where is the moon? What is going on? How do I connect in with that rhythm? And 10 years ago, I didn't even really know what the new moon was. Like, where is the moon? What's, what's actually happening? Um, Let's just pause there for a second. Because for those listeners who are like, yeah, I don't actually know what phase of the moon, the moon is in right now. Like, uh oh, right. like, let them know that they're okay. Nothing's wrong with them. <laughs> totally. And that was, 
for that's part of the mystery. And, and so how each of us approaches like things that are unknown or mysterious when we can do that with curiosity. And that's what I ended up doing is like, I wonder, okay, how am I going to develop this relationship? Because anything that I read in books was like, I can't, if I can't experience it in my body or with my senses, it just doesn't stick. Like it doesn't integrate in a way where I can live it. I would just like know it, but it wouldn't, it didn't work that way for me. So it's really an embodied experience. Um, and I began meeting on the new moon with my dear friend, Sita Davis. Mm. Um, she became a mother about six months before me. So I always got to look to her, especially in the early days of like, what's around the corner? What's the next, especially in the beginning, the develop, the development and changes happening so rapidly. Yeah. I could get a glimpse of the future yeah. <laughs> just by, you know, being at the park together. Um, so this would just, you know, even just starting with that anchor of the new moon and it was just her and I, we would set the date. It's like, what day is it? Okay. What did we even, I don't even know what we looked at to find the moon phase. Maybe we, there were, I think I had a different kind of a moon calendar mm -hmm. that wasn't circular, but it mm -hmm. had the phases. Yeah. Um, and it could be a Wednesday or a Friday or a Monday, whatever day of the week, we just honored the anchor of the new moon as the starting place mm -hmm. and sharing like what transpired, what were all the ups and downs over the cycle to really kind of take stock of where we had started the last cycle and then where we, where the journey took us. Yeah. Um, and that moment of pause and reflection. So the new moon is the time when the sun and the moon rise at the same time. Mm -hmm. So and one way that I like to just my experience of embodying the lunar cycle is really experiencing the moon cycle as a breath. Yeah. And when the sun and the moon come together, it's like the palms of the hands coming together. It's like that reuniting, that reset. And it's the emptying out, the complete exhale, and then beginning again. And the sun and the moon then part and separate and the moon rises later and later from both rising at sunset traveling the whole day together so the new moon the moon is actually right with the sun in the sky hmm. and that's why we can't see the new moon is because the sun is so bright so it's almost like bathing in the light like completely just dissolving into you know formlessness into the the rays of the sun. It's so symbolic and so spiritual in this really, in the way that nature can just show us these really, these life lessons in this wisdom. Mm -hmm. And so the new moon then gets, that can be this place of asking ourselves, what am I aligned with? The moon and the sun are aligned mm -hmm. and then slowly separate and the moon gets distance over the cycle, just like inhaling, growing, 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 growing into that fullness of being completely opposite the sun. Hmm. When the sun sets and the moon rises and developmentally with children, it's almost like that closeness of the child with the parent, and then that taking steps away and gaining just like the moon sort of gains 
light and form and distance from the sun and the way that our children do that too. They're building their own ability to then, like with the full moon, they're like, I got this, you know, mom or whatever. You can set, you can go down and I've got this. I can stand on my own two feet. And the moon then as the full moon travels the whole night sky. It's like, all right, I was... I wasn't able to do this at the beginning of the cycle, but now I've been building up to this and I can, I got this. And that's the whole waxing half. That's the whole like growing and expanding and developing. Um, And yeah, we were talking earlier before we started recording about just the trickiness of kind of transitioning through different phases. Yeah. Especially with motherhood Mm -hmm. Um, because the change is so constant. Yep. Like when we learn one, like, oh, I've got this phase. Okay. I've got this phase down. We get, I don't know, sometimes a couple of weeks or months or maybe, you know, years to get accustomed to a certain yeah. phase. And then it's, it feels like as soon as I get like the hang of it, it changes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, ha- so then what does the moon have to offer us with that? Like, for those of us who are, I mean, there's two, I think, oppositions, right? One is we cling to the old phase because we don't want it to go away yet. We're not ready. Mm-hmm. Or we want to push it away because we don't like it. We think yeah. we need to move beyond the phase that we're in. Hurry up. Totally. I know. Just even sitting with that question, I mean, it's such it's such a, a essential part of holding space for, for a child and holding space, like who holds space for us. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I'm glad that the moon came to me early on when my youngest was still in preschool because I got to learn these lessons along the way and often the hard way, mm-hmm. meaning I could see, I think we can see the result when we're when we are clinging on and when we are resisting the phase that we're in or not honoring or able to the rest that, that we need to be able to function. Yeah. Um, So something that I would, you know, invite listeners to just begin to notice is how is it that, that actually connecting with the moon and looking for the moon and asking for like, please teach me, <laughs> like to be an apprentice almost, mm-hmm. like how to apprentice with the moon. Um, and the way that I did this at the first, um, the new moon calendar journal then is this, um, there's a circular calendar and there's pages for reflection. Um, the first year that I created it was winter of 2014. Wow. So it's been a while. Mm-hmm. It's been a while at that point. I still didn't know where the moon was in the sky. I just knew the dates because I'd mapped that out for the calendar. Um, So I took that first cycle and said, every day I'm going to look for the moon. Hmm. And because the moon is in the day, the day sky, as much as the night sky, it shifts, right? That's part of like, that's that's not the solar energy. The solar energy is predictable, very reliable, predictable. The moon feels like, wait, again, I just got the hang of, I saw you in the morning sky, but now you're not there anymore. Yeah. So, and I, you know, sometimes I joke is like, well, 
it's if you can't find your keys or your wallet or your phone, like that. I remember like just losing things or not having lunches or all the things that it takes to just kind of leave the house sometimes Um, that thought of like, well, who has time for the moon? Like, how could I just add on one more thing when it already feels like life is too much and overwhelming? Yep. And what I would say is that the moon helps to smooth that out Yeah. because the cycle is so rhythmic and many of us are so disconnected from that. And this is what you and I were talking about is like, where are the areas in our life where we really, where we really need more rhythm and apprenticing to the moon and just seeing how does the moon do this? How are the shifts so gradual yet to go from new and not there at all till full and so bright and lighting up the night? What are the phases along the way? Mm -hmm. And that's often what, when we get blindsided by you know, even like, oh my gosh, my children are so big now. How did I get a teenage? Like, how is my child a teenager? Yeah. Um, when we're present to the phases along the way and we're present to the transitions, um, which is not easy. And I continue to work with this. And that's why I continue to do the work with the moon um, as this container to to be held because it's it's tricky. And present to our experiences. And so not denying either the clinging or the pushing away, but just holding space for ourselves and for each other. Yeah. That those are feelings are real and that they too have their own cycle. Mm-hmm. And that to push them down is not to actually make them go away. Yeah. And naming. I feel like that's yeah. another big part is like being able to name those phases for ourselves and the language of cycles Hmm. to say like this is the phase where I want to hold on this is my holding on like this is Mm -hmm. my moon cycle of just like I don't want to let go and like you said not denying that but naming that and and working with the lunar cycle and and especially with this tool there's something that just gets revealed like Mm -hmm. the moon offers this revelation of something I didn't see just like with the new moon we cannot see over time, when we're when we're present to to look and honor that whole range of experiences that we have, um, something then can be revealed when we're in that space of being receptive, of being curious, of noticing. Yeah, yeah. So I want to tell you a little glitch that I'm having mm. because I have. April's calendar here and it's circular and it's so beautiful and we will have the link to where you can get that in the show notes seeing the circle seeing the calendar in this way it's like rewiring my brain mm-hmm. and I am I get confused and I can't figure out where I am or what day it is mm-hmm. and it's very it makes me I am feeling I get frustrated with myself like wait I thought this, I thought we were somewhere else, you know? So can you speak to, and, and it's, that's fading. Yeah. So I'm, you know, like trying to stick with it, but can you speak to, to that process oh, I too? That. I wish I had more of the neuroscience of like the rewiring of the brain. Mm. Because it is a shift that happens. And I even think of, you know, therapies like EMDR, just like accessing the different parts of our brain. Um, when we're used to seeing time as a straight line, timelines, 
or time as boxes that have no reference to anything in nature. Mm -hmm. Like that's what we've inherited is a system of time telling that is disconnected with natural rhythms. Yeah. So that's just naming the place that for those of us who have been brought up in a Westernized society, because this is not gone from the wisdom of so many cultures and all of our ancestors really that had this connection and feeling of here are the the patterns and the seasons of life and they move in a cycle. So it's new to be disconnected in this way and we can all see the, the results of that. So when we take back, and maybe this is when you ask a question about empowerment Mm -hmm. is like almost taking back that, that connection to repair and say like my relationship with time is beautiful and it's sacred and time's not out to get me. You know, it's not out. So many people have adversarial relationship with time. Yeah. And at times myself included, like it feels like there's not enough and it's running out. And that is a programming that's scarce. It ties in with the scarcity. Yeah. And when we start to work with cycles and especially with the moon, there's a tenderness and there's a gentleness and there's a forgiveness and there's a, don't worry, I'll come back around. There's another Mm. cycle. It's not like linear time where we just fall off a cliff. Yeah. I mean, it's like a point A and then what point B is the end and then done. Taking those two points and connecting them back up and getting back in sync with cyclical rhythmic time. You know, that's at the heart of of this work. And so when you describe that like glitchy, like what, what month is it? Mm-hmm. There's something that's parallel. So it's not like linear time is wrong or bad or mm-hmm. needs to be like done away with. There is something that's more sequential, that's more solar, and it's great. It's almost like a different modality that then alongside the lunar time is weaving in and out. So how Mm -hmm. to be, it's like a language and having a fluency of moving between those modes. Um, And the, in the Greek, like there's the notion um, in Greek, there's two words, the um, Kronos and Kairos Mm -hmm. of like different modes of time. So this isn't something that's new. Um, and I would say, you know, when we locate ourselves, there's two questions that early on in this work, I was like, is it this simple? Okay. It might be this simple. Where is the moon right now? Okay. What is the phase? What is the last, when is the last time I saw the moon? Even the basics of, are we in the, the waxing half? Is this the building time or are we in the waning half and the releasing time just of the lunar cycle? as a way to locate ourself because it can be disorienting. And I think a lot of just, to, I think for many people, their relationship with time during the pandemic to even know what day it was, whatever normal routines and rhythms that there were that ended, that is a very disorienting experience. And we get this chance then to reorient ourselves mm-hmm. with nature as a part of that. Um, so where's the moon right now? And with the calendar, then looking and seeing the phase and getting right. It's that the brain getting familiar with locating time when we are used to the boxes 
that it's we're finding ourselves in a different place. Um, and then pairing that with the question of where am I right now? Mm-hmm. Really simple and yet can go so deep. And, you know, I call it self-study in relationship with cycles. So we're making that connection with any of the cycles that exist, whether it's the day and night, the circadian, where, where am I? Like, when did I wake up? What's my plan for like winding down in the evening? How do I create a rhythm just in my own day? And how do I bring that rhythm to the lunar cycle? And then how do I bring that rhythm to the seasonal cycle? And you're mentioning earlier when we were talking about transitioning into spring of like, oh, I feel the heaviness of winter and it's still cold. And like, is it time yet? Or am I still hibernating? And so bringing these rhythms and that's that outer cycle of the seasons and the solar year, and then even bringing that to, you know, our life cycle. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to even like name some cycles uh, for our listeners too, to just like, because what I'm hearing you say, I'm picturing like there's the life cycle Mm-hmm. And then there's all of these mini cycles, like within the cycle, within the cycle, within the cycle. Yes. So I would love for us to just kind of start to name some of those and the similarities that they yeah. have with each other. Yeah. And really the breath, the breath mm-hmm. cycle is at the core, yeah. is at the center. And that is the micro version of all other cycles that I know of. Mm. Um. And so whenever it feels like, oh my gosh, I it's too much. I can't even think about my life cycle. Like I cannot go there. That is overwhelming, anxiety-inducing, whatever it might be. Coming back to the inner cycle of I can be with my breath. Let me just, let me just see if I can just be with that, because that is the teacher and the way in to all the other cycles the moon cycle brought me back to my breath cycle Mm. and so we can say okay when i inhale i'm waxing and growing and and inviting in yeah and when i exhale i'm releasing and i'm waning and i'm clearing the way and shedding and emptying out and this is what happens over and over the day cycle the sun rises, the day is waxing, it's growing, it's, you know, the sun reaches the peak, that's like the full moon energy, because after that, it starts to go down and wind down. And we can think of all the ways that we pay attention to that or don't or have a sense of those transitions. Mm-hmm. Um that oh sorry (laughs) um that even you know for those of us who maybe get a second wind and when i was first working with the calendar was like the kids are asleep i'm gonna now do my creative whatever stuff burn the midnight oil and then not function the next day and that cycle was miserable yeah and it took years to i mean talk about deprogramming like deprogram myself from my own patterns that were leading to all of the depletion. And it was really working with the moon and this waxing and waning over and over. 
to get back into rhythm. And there's, there's other, you know, there's the menstrual cycle that has mm-hmm. a very similar, it's like a signature energetic energy of that releasing that time of pause, the, the new moon being like the time of menstruation where there's this cave of there's nothing on the outside to see. It's, it's also parallels death. I mean, it's yeah. that part of the cycle where everything dies in the winter time. Yeah. It has to, it has to, to make room for new life. Yeah. And so there might be points in the cycle and um, there's the book um, wild power by mm. um, uh, uh, Sharni Hugo Wurlitzer and Alexandra Pope who write about their, I mean, this, what I, my work can support like menstrual cycle tracking, but that's not yeah. the main focus. Yeah. Um, their work is really focused on the empowerment of the menstrual cycle and, um, and menopause and all of that is as empowering. They talk about the inner cycle, the inner seasons. Mm-hmm. And so mapping those, what is my inner spring feel like? Yeah. What is my inner summer? What is my inner winter? Can I honor those seasons within myself and which are the ones that are really hard and tricky and just, I resist within myself and there's healing on so many levels. So, so many. Um, And yeah, every planet has its own cycle too. So it's, it's almost like whatever the, the point of entry through the breath, through the circadian day and night, through the menstrual cycle, through the lunar cycle, Whatever the point of entry is, it starts to connect us like those rings or ripples to all of the cycles. Oh my goodness. This is such a juicy, yummy conversation. I Mm. knew it would be. I knew it would be. And I have so many more questions for you as I knew I would. And I am cognizant of linear time. So (laughs) we are going to just taper towards a close, uh, knowing that we can come back. Mm -hmm. And I would love to have you back. Um, I just want to take a breath here. April, this was so wonderful. To close, I just I want to ask you a question I ask all of my guests, which is what's an empowering action? that you would like to invite our listeners to take based on what we've talked about? Mm. I would say um, two things. One is looking for the places in your life. Like where do I want to invite more rhythm? Mm -hmm. What would be, and just starting to notice what maybe as a possibility, not that it has to be fixed or something done, but like how could this experience be more rhythmic? Mm -hmm. And I'll just give one example of Mm -hmm. when my kids were really young, we'd check out books from the library, lots and lots of books. I wouldn't know when they were supposed to go back. I was like, the chaos of just everything was like one more thing. Once I started checking out books on the new moon and then either returning them by the full moon or the next new moon, it was like, that's rhythmic. It connects me with the moon. And now it's one less thing that I'm trying to remember to do. 
love that. I give my cats their flea medication on the full moon. I don't know why I just chose that. And so mm-hmm. when I'm like, oh, it's the full moon. Okay. Cats. It's a way, like you said, that glitch of going from linear box calendar to circulars. What, what is one thing in your life that you can make more rhythmic by doing that particular thing on a phase that you choose, mm-hmm. you know, and oh my gosh, there's no right way. And I feel like that's really one message that there's so much about the moon that to really be empowered with working with Mm -hmm. the moon is connecting with your inner guidance and wisdom of what feels aligned. And that's maybe easier to say than, than the practice of that is experimenting, being curious, Maybe the new moon energy for you feels really alive and yeah. full of energy, and it's not a time for rest and going yep. inward. It's like that's your like blooming time. Yep. To trust that, that's where the empowerment can come, is that's what's true for each of us and making room for that to be unique. And I'll just add to not compare your cycles. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do your best because all cycles are valuable and valued. Yeah, exactly. And and honoring that so we can develop language around cycles to know there's an energetic signature that flows through them, how we experience them can be really deepened and understood through that self-study. Where's mm-hmm. the moon? Where am I? At any moment because it's always changing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's one empowering thing is just what can be more rhythmic. And then I think that part of practicing self-study and feeling empowered by this is my experience. The moon, any planet does not control us. It's not like for blaming like, you know, oh, it was the full moon. So this and this and this is like taking real responsibility Yeah. How did I get to this place where I'm so overwhelmed that I'm like s- snapping and, you know, yeah. whatever, however that looks. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell you how it looked in my mm-hmm. early days of like, you're not going to get dressed. Okay. We're going to take everything out of your closet yep. and take it to the thrift store. Oh my gosh. How did I get to this place? Yeah. Yes. And being able to back up from there. It's like, I'm not a terrible person. I'm overwhelmed and I'm, I need things and needs are not being met. Mm-hmm. And the moon can help us really is like, what do I need to feel nourished? What do I need to feel at home home within myself? Mm. Create some comfort and safety in my life so that from that place I can operate in the world. Um, mm. so it's a beautiful, it's a relationship. And I I hope this conversation for everyone listening has has is giving this permission to 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 do this in your own way, to know that the moon is a teacher and whatever it is, each of us is really um, uh, whatever stage or phase we're at in our life. There are lessons that we can um, receive by paying attention, connecting with like the moon got cut out of our calendar. How would you feel if like, yeah, for all time you were the timekeeper and then church and state came in and we're like, no, we're going to do it this way. Moon, you're too unpredictable. We can't go by your, your time. We have to like put control and structure. Yeah. 
around it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of shedding around that mm-hmm. releasing. Mm-hmm. So much. Yeah. April, is there any last little tidbit that you want to share? Yeah, I just I love this conversation and I really hope that it's it, there's both a practical side and a very mystical, mysterious spiritual dimension that's so um it's just so beautiful in the world that I that I want to live in and a part of creating is is connected with cycles in this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there is for anyone who's interested, I'm finding a way to make it available. I did record a like the lunar whisper at each phase and day of the moon cycle. Just a little bit of wisdom that's come through these past, you know, eight, 10 years of really being receptive and listening. What does the moon have to say and to teach? Um, so I recorded just almost mi- little minute meditations, but it's like a lunar whisper um, for each phase of the moon that there'll be some way that that those are available because yeah. I feel like it's it's a very um, gentle and, and intimate way to to connect in more deeply with, with your relationship with the moon. Yes. And we will have that in the notes as well. Where can our listeners find you or learn more about you? Yeah. I, the website is the moon is my calendar.com and also on um, Instagram and Facebook, the moon is my calendar. Um, I have a Vimeo channel and SoundCloud. There's different things that I've created that are kind of scattered around the internets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I will never be able to be internet anonymous. Um, so it's out there. Yeah. The moon yeah. is my calendar. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Thank you, April. Thank you. I will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. That's all for today, my friends. And here's what I want you to remember. Empowerment is an inside job. The only one who can empower you is you.